Welcome to another edition of the Breakthrough Podcast. I am your host, A. This is Reba. <laughs> I wanted to come in like that because I was excited. Hey. I am here back for another episode of the Breakthrough Podcast. And I just want to tell you guys that it is at a Saturday time to be here. And I got some things on my mind. So we did not drop an episode for Monday because... I pretty much got busy and it was a lot going on and yeah. So I always tell you the great thing about doing this podcast, I can do it when I want to. I love podcasting. I love doing this. I love the growth that I have and I love what I'm doing. And also I love my new listeners. Hey guys, thank you for coming. Thank you for joining. Thank you for liking, subscribing, sharing. Don't forget like, subscribe, and share. Also, I forgot with the new listeners, I usually always do a word of the year. So if you knew, I do a word of the year since I've been doing this. The word of the year this year is manifestation and blessings. So I forgot to tell you all that last week. So don't forget, it's manifestation and blessings. I also do my own word of the year that I do personally for myself. And it's discipline. So if you want to join me in that, it just because it is April, it is beautiful outside, the weather is just starting to change, so I'm happy. So if you know me, guys, I am a winter person. I'm a winter baby. I am. I love winter, but it was time for it to go. It had to go. Spring, come on, clocking and do what you got to do because winter needs to punch out. So I'm glad. I'm happy. I don't even actually mind the rain. I love rain because rain actually and storms. They actually relax me. So, April showers, spring make flowers. Hey, springtime is one of my favorite times. Of course, you know, guys know fall is actually my favorite, favorite number one season. Then it might be winter. Then, you know what? As you get older, a lot of stuff changes. So, oh no. <laughs> winter, I like winter because it's my birthday month and December is my birthday month and because of Christmas. But after that, that mess can go. I don't care nothing about no snow. I don't care nothing about no cold. So it's probably like, I just like it because I was born in December. But after January, February, and then after February come and March come, yeah. Spring is actually the time to rejuvenate yourself and get back into who you were. And spring just brings so many blossoming things. And it's like the start over. All the dead is gone and you blossoming and bringing, hey, that's a word. We're going to spring in and blossom. Hey, whatever. Whatever we're going, we're rolling with it. We're rolling with it. But on today's podcast, we're talking about, uh, are you a block as a hindrance to your kids? Are you the negative for your kids? Now, I am on this self-journey, self-discovery journey. I talked about it before. I'm diving deep in it more. I am reading this amazing book called The Art, The, not The Author, but The Art of Bouncing Back. The Art of Bouncing Back by Darlene Centaur. I told you guys, my best friend got it for me about over a month ago. And I promise you, I'm halfway through the book and it is deep. It is taking me time to put this book down, pick it up, time to put it down and pick it up. And I'm telling you guys, when I tell you the beginning of this year has hit me, 
It has hit me. And I'm talking about, I've been hit spiritually attacked, mentally attacked. Um, well, praiseworthy, not physically attacked because I've been doing the things I have to do for my health. But that too, um, sometimes, but mostly it's mentally and spiritually and everything financially is a recession going on. So we all know everybody's feeling it. Everybody going through it. But let me tell you. When I knew last year that God was taking me on this journey of self-discovery and re, re getting to know myself, pretty much he's breaking me down. And I talked about this a little bit last year on my podcast. He's breaking me down to what he wants me to be. And so this person that's peeling off like layers and layers of skin or whatever you want to call it, peeling and developing, oh my goodness, it's amazing. I could promise you, tell you, it's amazing, but it's also like an eye opener. Sometimes it's heartbreaking. So I realized last week when I was reading this book, I had to like really put it down because I'm like, it really dug deep. It was like the book was me talking to me, if you get what I'm saying. And this book made me realize I'm in therapy right now, right? So, you know, you guys know I talk about therapy. Please get therapy if you need it. Please get therapy because there may not be something you think you need and you don't think you need to talk to a therapist. But if you're trying to go to any new level in your life, whether it's marriage or um, a job, whatever, I think therapy and talk to a therapist, talk to a specialist, I'll say that, um, will help you to undiscover and re- discover like my man says um on his podcast who you are i don't think therapy does that and also what therapy is doing for me is breaking me down to things that i am and understanding who i am as a woman and that's who Reba is and understanding where why i do the things i do but also re-evaluating why i don't do th- certain things okay so, in therapy, I'm also learning about myself. I don't praise myself enough for little testimonies. I always think it's got to be something big and extravagant. But that comes from when I found out my childhood. Um, so, me making a small testimony and doing something that I accomplished, some, it'd be like, oh, that's just me or whatever. I take it as just me, but you're supposed to have a praise report for it. And... I don't praise myself enough. So that's what therapy has helped me to understand and realize. And I'm getting to the point of trying to. It also is helping me with some other things. But back to this book. I made that note to say that I am in therapy right now. But this book is double therapy. And I promise you. <laughs> I'm like. Oh. Last week I put the book down for a couple of days. Because I think I put picked it back up two days ago. Um, because it was peeling off some things that I was just like, oh, oh, okay. I actually sent out a text last week or the week before, um, when I did the book, it had you doing this exercises about what people say about you and, and sending out this questionnaire. So if you listening and you ain't did the questionnaire, I'm coming at your neck, but it sent this questionnaire basically about what people feel about you, what you're good at, what you, uh, what they think you're an expert at. And the part, the 
the bring back and the pushback of everything I got from certain people, whatever. Everybody didn't finish it, but or complete it. But certain people, I chose personally chose certain people I wanted to send it to, and I did it on purpose. Um, number one, I did it because I didn't want to just send it to people, which I also tend to my spiritual father. But I know my spiritual father loves me. So, hey. Hey, daddy. Um, I sent it to people that I knew that was going to be honest. And my spiritual father, he's very honest with me. Um, I love him because he's honest. And when I'm ugly, he let me know. So, but my spiritual father also, you know, encourages me. And I sent it to a couple of other people. Noriah's godmom and dad, CJ and Noriah's godmom. And I mean, when she shout out to Kim, that's who I had on the podcast. But when I man, man, sorry, I'm talking fast. But when she sent it back, the girl had me in tears. Now my daddy had me crying, but he did his first, and so he did his first, and it was just oh. But it's good to see what people actually feel about you. Then you just saying something about yourself. I always tell people that, and that's. Then I end up finding that scripture in the Bible the other day. So it was just funny. Y'all found the scripture in, in the book of Proverbs. I'm doing the book of Proverbs this month. And I found that scripture. And I didn't know it was the scripture. But I was saying, like, you shouldn't have to say everything about yourself positive. Other people should be saying stuff about you positive or whatever. So that's what this evaluation and this exercise helped me to understand who I am and who other people see me as. Now. That could be a scary thing. Yes, it was very scary to send out that text and tell people they, <laughs> they got to evaluate me, pretty much who they see me as. Um, but if you really want to dive and change and you're trying to come back from a person that you were or come back to uh, being who you are again or being somebody new, because I really feel like God is bringing me to be somebody new i'm changing evolving every day and actually that's the point we're supposed to we're supposed to be changing and evolving every day if you're the same person that you were five years ago ten years ago then it's a problem sorry but it is you might not want to hear that because at the same time you're supposed to be evolving every day meaning that don't mean change is bad and that's what i learned years ago when i went through my separation before um it was like, that don't mean that change is bad. That means that you just got to tweak some things or whatever about yourself and become a better person. That don't mean you have to change. There's a difference. So evolving and changing is two different things. You should be evolving to a better person, a better you, and a better uh, mechanism of you. And I think that's what this this, this time, I don't know how long the journey is going to be. As I said, I'm on the journey, I'm healing, I'm evolving. And I'm changing some things. But also, it is helping me to understand people more. I promise you. This process that God is taking me on and this journey that God is taking me on. And I'm really letting him dig deep in me. It ain't nothing. It ain't... (laughs) Well, if you want to do something like this, you really got to be ready. And I don't think I was ready. But I, at the same time, I knew that the outcome would be different because I aspired for greatness. I aspired for greater things in my life. I aspired that this woman that I'm being right now and that I'm this certain journey that I'm taking 
it would help my kids. It would help me be a better mother. They would see the new person eventually, not without me saying it. They'll see it. They'll see the change. They'll see. So it didn't inspire my kids to be great. My son is going on 16. I always talk about him because that's my part and joy. That's my baby. Um, He always going to be my baby. But I talk about him because I, he's you know, going into the fashion of a man. So, um, it is for him to be great because his mother is on this journey to be great. He don't have to wait until he's 39 to renew his life and to do things over. Every day, God gives you a breath to breathe. You have to try to do some things over to try to realize, okay, what about me do I need to change, evolve? What about me do I need to tweak or correct? We don't do everything perfect and you're not perfect. It's not for you to be perfect. It's for you to be a better person so other people can see you in the light that God has given you to be better so you could be a bright light for other people. I have totally, I have students that I teach. I'm teaching class tonight. I have students that I teach that follow me, that, uh, that, that, you know, say God, my word, because of work I have done. So they go off my word. I can't be a one person behind closed doors and another person in front. I I'm the same way. Front face forward, <laughs> face backwards. <laughs> and so when Kim sent me mines and she sent and she broke it down to me, it made me cry because I'm like, okay, it was a critique at the same time, compliment, and I love how she did it because she basically the way I love and how I give people so many chances after chances, and sometimes it hurts me because I give so many people so many chances that keep hurting me, but that's just my heart, and you know, at, at the open heart or whatever that I have, and I, I just love what she said. Um, speaking of, I need to say that to my son. But it goes leading me into the podcast today, which all oh, this is about the podcast, but it leads me into the, the podcast I want to talk about. Sometimes we as parents, we are our kids' worst enemy, meaning we set our kids up for failure. And I'm going to use this as an example. And this, and this time that God is fashioning me to be a better person, he's actually led me see other people that I, you know, encountered or ends with on odds with or whatever in the past to see them for where they are and to see why they the way they are. And he's giving me another eye on things. Um, perfect example. I talk about a lot about my son and about how I'm trying to help him in this journey, become a man. Because I only can help. I can't help him be a man because that's only his journey and his father's, okay? But I'm helping him to become a man. Things he has to do on a daily basis. Right now, they're on spring break, so my son and my daughter is here. Um, so I'm helping him to become a, a, a man. But if I don't instill the things in him, that I need to, at an early age, I'm setting him up for failure. So I I put a post on my Facebook page this week about we need to let our kids 
what it, um, we need to allow our kids to know what it is to get denied or get rejected. And I think that's what it was rejected. What rejection feels like. So they know to come back that rejection is a part of the process. It is that you might not get the job you want. You might not get the grade you want. You might not get the degree you want, but rejection is a part of the process because if we don't get rejected and we don't teach them rejection, we make them feel like they got to be this perfect being and the world's just going to revolve around them. Then we send them out at 18. I technically say 18 because legally by law, you're grown. You're an adult. Um, we send them out about 18 and we teach them and then they know nothing. And then we, then we, we want them to be husbands and we want them to be wives but they go on these marriages not knowing what it is to be a wife or a husband. Not because they just didn't have an example. Yes, we could go out for that. But I know many people that probably didn't have the example of a wife and a husband. But they was taught or they got mentored or they, they knew what to do and what not to do. They got taught to uh, be a better husband. They got taught to be a provider and what actually a provider means as a husband. That's what I want my son to be. Or my daughter, if she want to be a wife, she choose to be a wife. What being a helpmate in a wife means. Not, I just get a ring on my finger and we just say, ta-da, we're married. I do. Because being 39 years old, technically right now going through a divorce, if I knew what I knew now, a lot of things wouldn't happen in my own marriage before it was time and it was ready. And I take that from experience. I don't take that as anything but experience. It, it, it's a lesson. And I, so at the same time, I'm teaching my kids, my son, technically right now, because my daughter's not old enough, she's five, that everything is a lesson. Yeah, you might not get the friend you want. You might not get the girlfriend you want. You might not. Rejection is part of the process. Let's stop setting our kids up like they just this perfect beings and that the world ain't going to be hard on them. Because I've been telling my son since he was seven. Shout out to black, he's an African-American black man. It's harder on them. Sorry, it is. So I've been teaching him since he was seven. The world going to look at you differently. They already going to have a stigma before you walk out of that door on who you are as a male. Just because you have two factors to your name. You're a male and you're black. Sorry, that's just the way, we, the, the life we live. But also, going behind that, I'm teaching him to have character, to have integrity. Your word has to be your bond. Now, if y'all hear vacuuming and grass cutting in, it's, it's spring. It's beautiful. But your word has to be your bond. Sometimes we as parents... We put our little babies in a box and we just want them to be pretty and everybody just supposed to say, oh, my son ain't five no more. It's not an all. He's not Noriah's age. This is not an all moment. This is a, okay, this is life. This is what's going to happen. And we have to set you up for reality. This is not an all moment. This is not... Make my son and my daughter think they better than everybody. 
Because a lot of parents, we do that. We make them go into the world, think they're better than everybody. Then they have this self-esteem issue. And then that's when low self-esteem come. Because we built their heads up and make them bigger than everybody else. It's a difference between building confidence and having your kid to have confidence and instilling confidence in them and saying, yes, you can do it. CJ, if you fail, try again. If you mess up on tests, ask questions. Such, such, such. That's confidence. You're building the confidence. Not saying, I'm better than everybody and I get good grades than everybody and I'm better than everybody. And they have this attitude so they get grown up and they, they'll become adults. Nobody wants to be around them. Because they had this cocky attitude. It's the difference between cocky and confident. That they're better than everybody. No. The last time I checked, when we all go to the bathroom and all kind of, not mine, but smells the same. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If you know what I mean. The last time I checked, we all are imperfect people that God created us to be. And just because you're good in this area and you have this criteria that's good about you doesn't mean overall overall you're good i don't ever want my kids to be cocky about anything they do be confident i got the good grade because i worked hard to get the good grade i got the a's and b's because i worked hard to get the a's and b's that's it because someone in life is working just as hard as you to get straight a's to be a valedictorian to be a salutatorian yeah, you got A's and B's, but you they working just as hard and better to excel, to be the top 10 student in high school, to be the top 10 student in college. And they could have the same humble, the word is humble, experience and say, I can take my gift of what I know and how I learn and help someone else. And I say I'm better than everybody. Or not think I'm better than everybody. Or treat everybody, well, you know, because I got this and I got that. When someone says something about themselves, well, it's not about you. We as parents need to stop it. It is okay for them to be an imperfect being. Stop fashioning your kids to be this perfect in-the-box doll. Because they're not. They're going to go in the world. And they're going to get gut punched. Gut punched hard. Where the reality going to hit. They're going to get married. They're not going to know how to budget. They're not going to know how to be a husband. They're not going to know how to be a wife. They're not going to know what it is to, to take care of themselves. They're not know, don't going to know what to be independent on themselves. Because we go dependent on somebody else. Because my daddy thought said I was a princess. Yeah, my daughter is a princess. Yes, she is. And I t and I tell everybody this. I am teaching her right now that she's not gonna take no mess with nobody. No man gonna come in her life and just try to tr uh dangle carrot in front of her face and she just go for it. That's not what I'm teaching her. Yes, she is a princess right now because she's five. The princess mentality is gonna have to end. That don't mean that it stops completely because at the same time. She will be someone's queen that will treat her like a queen. That don't mean worship the ground she walks on, but that means give her all the things that she desires and she did title to because she is an accompanied accomplice to his, his being. That means that she's going to 
compliment him. She's going to do the thing she has to do as a woman to make his world work. That's what marriage is about. That's what being in someone in a relationship with someone is about. Not I'm the provider and I just make money and she's supposed to worship me. Oh, uh, no, bro, you get it wrong. Uh, uh, I'm so pretty and he just supposed to say because he chose me to be his wife. I don't, I don't have to do anything. I'm just pretty. Oh, uh, girl, no, you get it wrong. That, that's not the way the world works. You're going to get gut punched. Okay? We don't teach our kids now to grow up, to have integrity, to stop having this high, mighty attitude. The world will teach them, and it's going to be harder. We got to stop making our kids cocky and allowing them to have confidence and telling them to humble themselves. Same way that people give me accolades all the time. And I was talking about the text and I was talking about the book and everything else. I get a lot of accolades about who I am. And I'm a business owner. I've been a business owner for many years. And who I am. And I always attribute it back to God. It's only God. All I can do what God is putting in me. I cannot do what nobody else is telling me to do. I can't put the say, oh, Reba, you know, because I had a hard life. I did. I grew up fast, really quickly. If you read my book, my last book, I grew up really quickly before my time. I had to. So I don't actually read it to, oh, because I was homeless and what was me? And, you know, I did this, I did this. No, I didn't. That book, that second book, it talks about how God did everything that he did for me in my life to make me the better woman that I am. And I promise you, like I told you, I'm writing another book. I am writing actually two books right now, two different books right now. <coughs> but as this process, and I'm going through this whole process of me getting to learn myself over again, he's pulling back layers of me, he getting me to understand other people, he making me understanding and acceptance of people's mistakes and flaws, he's opening up my eyes on who I am as a woman, who I want to be as a wife again, as a mother, as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, all those categories all come back to Reba. And I and it doesn't change. It just gets better and better and better and better. This process I'm on this journey, I'm so grateful for this journey. Yeah, is it all open? Yeah, it's it it's it's work. It work. But if I knew what I knew now, I would have did a lot of things differently in my past. I don't regret anybody. I don't regret my kids. I don't regret the relationships I had. I don't regret none of that. But I would have did some things a little bit different. And not quicken the journey where I thought it was going to be. At this time in my life, I'm letting God take the control of my journey. Because I, like I told my friend, I've did it wrong so many times. All I want to do is do it right this time. No, I'm not perfect. Yes, I make mistakes. Yes, I'm still making mistakes. But at the same time, I feel like this process that I'm allowing, because you got to allow God, can't do nothing. Let's get this right. God don't do nothing and force himself on no one. It's a choice to choose him. So I'm allowing God to fashion me in this time of me growing, me getting to know him better, me digging deep, me reading my word more, me reading books to self um my self-evaluation books and 
get to know myself on, I'm allowing him to do some things. And I'm going to tell you, it's not a, a pretty, it's not a pretty picture. It's not. It's a, it's a trying journey. But because I'm allowing him to take these steps with me, I know that the end, wherever that is, will be so much better. This is not my home. Eternity is my home. Okay? But while I'm here, why not make it an enjoyable process? Digging back, I'm taking some layers off. I am digging deep in this time. I've never done nothing like this in my life. Now, we change because of obstacles obstacles, and because of life. But when you're making a choice to be like, God, okay, mm, it's not an easy choice. When you're making a choice to say, God, I want to be better and I need you to do this work on me, he's doing the work on me. But I'm enjoying it. Is it easy? No, because I want to rush the process and I want it to be over by tomorrow. I want to just be there, wherever God is taking me. That's the great part about this. I don't know when this journey goes anyway. He's going to take me and how, but he's opening my eyes. He's opening my eyes, a lot of stuff, boundaries I need to put up, things I want to set up for myself, things I want to do for my kids, things I would allow, not allow in my life, people. And if I'm going to allow you in my life, there are stipulations to it because it should be. You should have boundaries to everybody. This journey is something powerful. But I want to leave you with this today. Stop setting up your kids for failure. Just that simple. Because they're going to get in the world and the world going to mess them up. Teach your kids humbleness. Teach your kids integrity. Teach your kids um, to believe in God, trust his His plan for their lives. And this journey could be just a journey. Ups and downs. It's not always going to be perfect. Until next time, I'll see you guys back next week. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe to this podcast. And on another note, see you back next week. Thank you for listening to Breakthrough Podcast.